Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, L.A. County Assessor Jeffrey Prang, as we continue our 26th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight. Our guest for the entire show is our L.A. County Assessor, Jeffrey Prang. Jeff, welcome back to our show. Thank you so much, Art. Great to be here. Uh, tell us a little bit about the responsibilities of, uh, of the County Assessor. We're, people may not have a clear idea of what you I do. appreciate your asking that because nobody really understands what the Assessor is. Let me first say what I am not. I don't collect taxes. There's another guy. He has a very intuitive title. He's called the tax collector. So the property taxes are dealt with by five separate departments. I'm the only department that is elected, which is why people probably think that I'm the, I'm the tax guy. But our job is to identify and assess the value of all taxable property in L.A. County. That includes uh, real estate, buildings and land, but also includes business personal property, such as equipment, furniture, and machinery. We assemble every year what's called the assessment roll, which is the value of all property in the county. And that actually becomes the foundation for property taxes, which, as you know, is uh, uh, the primary source of funding for police and roads, libraries, and parks. So the uh, appraiser takes, uh, the tax collector, I should say, takes the values that your office has assigned to all of this property yes. and applies a certain percentage, which will be the tax that they will collect, that, that we pay every November or December and April. That's mostly correct. There's actually another department involved. So it goes from my department to the auditor controller. The auditor controller is the one that actually determines the, and assigns the tax rates, applies the special assessments. The treasurer tax collector simply mails the bills, collects the money, and, uh, and the distributes it. And if someone feels that their property has been assessed or appraised, which is the right word, at too, too high a rate, there is a procedure by which they can request a, a, a lowering of that assessment. That's correct. You were about to say if, it's, if, they, if their value is too high or too low, we have learned that nobody protests too low of assessment. But if you don't, if you don't like, the, if you don't agree with our opinion of value on your property, yes. you can appeal it, and you can you, know, you can either contact us and ask the appraiser to take another look at it to provide them new information. But if you're not satisfied, you can go to the assessment appeals board, which is kind of like a kind of like a courtroom where uh, appeals board members who are appointed by the board of supervisors will adjudicate the difference between. Uh, our opinion and the taxpayer's opinion. When I first uh, practiced law a long time ago, I was at a real estate law firm, and uh, one of the issues that arose, not with our firm, but uh, in New York City at the time, was was a very beautiful building. I think it was the Seagram Building, which uh, uh, put in a lot of extra value mm -hmm. because it looked good. Right. And the assessor included that value in the assessment. And the owner of the building, Seagram's, uh, objected to that. I said, why should we pay an extra amount of tax just because we built a building that really looks 
pretty. It was an interesting legal issue. I forget which way it was decided, but that is well, an issue then. Well, in California, we assess property, but we, we assess market value. So a really nice building has a higher market value than a less nice really? building, even if they're the same. And even though that's a, a negative incentive to build nice buildings, you still well, do market value. Well, it's not necessarily a disincentive because a really nice uh, monumental building yes. might be able to charge higher rents, might be a more attractive okay. uh, investment. And so what are some of the, the don'ts as well as the do's of the office? I think you mentioned a few earlier things that you do not do. So, well, that's what I was referring to, the tax collector. People, yes. people often call me the, the tax assessor, which is not accurate, because I don't do taxes. I'm just the assessor. So um, if you, but as you know, tax, uh, property taxes are, the second installment is due in the, um, in, on April, April 10th. A lot of people will get their tax bill and they'll have questions about it and they'll call my office. In most cases, we can answer some of their questions and refer them appropriately, but the truth is, we're not the we're not we're not the right department. The department is the treasurer and tax collector, who uh, who uh, is who you're supposed to call with issues about your property tax bill. And so each year, you learn of what the total uh, assessed value is of uh, L.A. County property. Has that been going up or down or level? It's been, it's been going up steadily for the last seven years. Since 2011, we have had annual uh, uh, growth in the assessment role of, of the county. Last year, the county as a, a whole grew 6.1%. The value of LA County is $1.4 trillion. That's the assessed value. The market value is probably much higher. But from that $1.4 trillion, uh, we generate $14 billion in property taxes, which is then allocated to school districts, to cities like Long Beach, uh, to special districts, um, et cetera. And that kind of parallels the rise in uh, real estate values we've seen over the last yes. years. Uh, if real estate's going up, uh, the assessment's going to be going up too. Exactly. So the uh, real estate values have uh, been increasing steadily for several years. Most um, uh, good portions of the county have completely recovered from the recession of 10 years ago. The west side has far surpassed um, the pre-recession highs. There's some parts of the county where property values are actually still uh, struggling behind where they were in 2008, such as uh, parts of the Antelope Valley. But for the most part, every place in the county is experiencing pretty good growth. And your office also includes the assessment of, uh, of planes, commercial, commercial aircraft? Yeah, we, we assess what's called business personal property, and that includes furniture, equipment, and machinery in, a, in, a, in, a, in an office, but also includes mobile homes, mobile homes. Uh, jet skis, over $5,000, uh, uh, boats, uh, general aviation aircraft, as well as commercial aircraft, such as you know, Delta, United, American, et cetera. Okay, we'll be continuing our conversation with our county assessor after these messages. <laughs> At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com. The Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. 
You can't beat Grand Prix weekend here in Long Beach. This is fantastic. My family's been coming out here for years. They come every year for the full weekend, but all the grandkids come on Friday. Oh, this is great. I mean, I've been coming here for 20 years. The racing, the rock and roll. The fans, the atmosphere, just everything about it. I mean, it's right in the heart of the city. There is no other race like Grand Prix. We're back continuing our conversation with our county assessor, Jeffrey Prang. Uh, Jeffrey, your office does things on behalf of the uh, taxpayer, on behalf right. of the citizen, as well as on behalf of the state or county. And homeowner's exemption is an important thing. Tell us about that. So a lot of people don't know that, uh, well, one, as I said in the first segment, they just think of us as the tax collector, which I'm not. Um, but we do manage programs that will help people save money on their property taxes. The most important one that I really wanted to emphasize is the homeowner's exemption. The homeowner's exemption is available to anybody who uh, owns their home and that home is their principal place of residence. You automatically qualify for the homeowner's exemption which will reduce your assessed value for tax purposes by $7,000. In that effect, you'll re you will uh, save about $70 a year. It may not be a huge amount of money, but it is money that you're, that you're entitled to. The challenge is probably uh, in some parts of the county, um, some cities, 50% of homeowners don't take advantage of it. Um, Countywide. Don't give money back to the county that so, you don't have to. So there's, there's about 400,000 homeowners in Los Angeles County who qualify for the homeowner's exemption, but don't take it, leaving $30 million on the table that is, your money. You heard it here first. Get so, that seventy bucks. So what the, what what your what your listeners should do is go on our website at assessor.lacounty.gov, and the left hand side there's a tab that says lower my taxes. Look for the uh, form that says homeowners exemption. Fill out the form. Send it in. You only have to do it once. Um, each time you move, you have to do it. Uh, but th th we'll apply that to your property, and you'll have that uh, going Excellent. forward. Another uh, uh, device for keeping taxes low for seniors. Explain how that works. So there's a couple things for seniors. One of them is to help keep the keep the property in your family without making it uh, unaffordable for your for your heirs. So there's uh, what we call Proposition 58, which is the parent to child exclusion. So let's say you bought your home in 1990 at uh, $200,000, and now it's worth a million. Um, so you have a low tax base based on $200,000. Yes. Well, when you transfer your property to your children, either you transfer it while you're living or after you die, you can also transfer your base year to them. So they would pay, be paying the lower tax rate that you've enjoyed all these years rather than being That's reassessed. That's a big, big savings. It's a big savings. Um, from 2000 under $200,000 purchase price, as opposed to 10000 on a million dollar price. Um, but you have to, t you, it, it's not automatic, you have to fill out the form and send it to us. Um, so that will help seniors keep the property of the family. But also if you're a senior and you want to move and you want to downsize to a home of equal or lesser value, you can take your lower ba base year with you when you, uh, that's called Proposition 60. Also all these things are available on our website. And that is if you replace your expensive home that you've sold with a, a home of lesser value uh, within two years. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of seniors, when they as they as their families uh, uh, move move away, they want to downsize. They want a smaller place. Uh, but even, but if you've lived in the same place for a long time, even a smaller place may be worth a lot more money. So this um, 
uh, senior dwelling replacement benefit allows you to transfer your, your historically low uh, tax base with you to your new place. Excellent, excellent idea. What about the small business property tax? So I wanted to talk, uh, I'm glad you asked me about that. So one of the things we've done under my administration is to help small businesses uh, with what they call business personal property. If you're a small business and you have furniture, equipment, or machinery, you have to pay business property tax on that equipment. When I was elected, you had to pay taxes on any equipment worth $2,000 or more. The challenge was we'd only generate $20, you know, 1% of $2,000, uh, but it cost me $50 to process that assessment. So we were actually losing money on, a, on one of our functions. So at my request, the Board of Supervisors raised the threshold for reporting business taxes from 2000 to 5000 And we actually uh, dropped 50,000 small businesses off the tax rolls altogether um, because they have less than $5,000 worth of equipment. It reminds me a bit of what uh, uh, Senator Alan Lowenthal did the, the tolls for collecting bridge uh, cars going over a, a local bridge, the cost each year was greater than the amount of money they, yeah. so he just uh, got uh, a law passed that waives the fee yeah. for the Vincent Thomas Bridge. You know, sometimes government creates these programs <laughs> and they never go back to look at it to see if it's actually accomplishing what they intended it to. So I'm glad that we, we actually were able to increase efficiency in our office but also provide tax relief to uh, businesses. And even though gross revenues may have dipped a little bit, our net revenues increased because we're not spending time working on money losing uh, assessments. And you mentioned earlier that your uh, tax jurisdiction includes commercial and private aircraft and uh, mobile homes. And people might wonder how come uh, are the real property, but it's not, it's more than a real property. It's a, uh, well, uh, mobile homes are considered personal property. It's, yes. it's, it's in the same category as business personal properties. Um, and uh, it's just the way Proposition 13 works, that those are part of the things that we're constitutionally obligated to, uh, to assess. From, from your perspective, having served uh, almost four years in office, are there some changes that would be useful uh, in the law uh, to either the county or to homeowners? There are, uh, well, one, I've actually pushed some legislation while in Sacramento. One thing that I, uh, I regret that I was not successful in is in the wake of the, uh, of the fires and the floods, I believe that assessors needed more authority so we could give tax relief to people whose um, homes were damaged by fires and, and floods. And you currently do not have the authority we have, to do that? We have some authority, but I think we needed more. The, 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 the um, uh, the Northridge gas leak, or the, the Porter Ranch gas leak, yes. uh, sh showed some some uh, vulnerabilities in that law, and I introduced a sponsored a bill that would have closed that uh, uh, that gap. Unfortunately, the governor vetoed it, but I'm still committed to trying to get Very that uh, that passed. Okay, well, we'll be continuing our conversation with uh, Mr. Prang after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing 
more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Bill Trainees. Continuing conversation with Jeffrey Prang, our L.A. County Assessor. Uh, Jeff, what are some of the major initiatives that have been uh, started under your office? So the main thing I've been doing the last almost four years is upgrading our technology. When I was elected, I inherited a system. Uh, it was a, a 1970s era mainframe, green screen, DOS-based system, inefficient for our employees. It really limited what we could do to provide public service. So we're going to spend upwards of $80 million to upgrade our technology. And the people, uh, public already has benefit of our investment. We're halfway through the project. Our website has uh, robust amounts of information. Uh, you can find out information about your property, property in an easy to access, easy to uh, uh, interpret format, including maps and photos. We put a lot of data onto our website, open data with years of uh, assessment data to help people get, we want to be a tool for the public um, so they don't have to use third-party vendors like Zillow or Redfin. We want the assessor's office to have as much information for the public to access because it's your information. You would think that uh, the work of the assessor's office would be a natural for computerization and, and uh, moving into the well, computer age. We'll, we'll get this. So we, uh, we've, we value two and a half million parcels in L.A. County. And when I was elected, every one of those parcels each still had a paper file associated with oh it. Oh my God. So we digitized all those documents, 100 million documents, so it done. took two years. That's been done. And now anybody can access those documents from any computer in the uh, entire system. Outstanding. Well, uh, up close and personal, uh, as we like to call it in this last <laughs> segment, uh, I'd like to find out a little bit more about each of our guests. And you are uh, uh, finishing up your first four-year term. That's right. And you'll be running for re-election uh, in June. That's correct. Yeah. And uh, uh, how does it feel to be, well, actually, you know about uh, the political process because you were the, the mayor of Hollywood. Of, of West Hollywood, of yes. Of West Hollywood uh, before you uh, got that, this job. That's right. I served for almost 18 years as a city council member and uh, mayor in the city of West Hollywood which gave me a lot of uh, exposure to uh, government and, uh, and public policy and really helped prepare me for I this job. I always think of mayors as, as I mean, we've interviewed uh, guests, elected officials at the national, state, yeah. and local level, but it always seemed to me that the mayors are where the uh, rubber hits the road. And uh, you're the one that they call when things don't 
go the way they yeah, should. You know, I, I would always find it frustrating because there's always a huge drop-off in voter turnout in local races. But the truth is, your city council member and your mayor have more to do with your life than any other elected official. From the time you leave your house in the morning to the time you come home, decisions that that city council and mayor are making are impacting your day. Whether how long you have to wait at a traffic light, how good the roads are, whether the police come when you call, it's really an important job. And if you're shopping at a supermarket or something, I'm sure oh, yeah. people feel very comfortable coming up to you and, and saying how much they uh, like what you're doing or in cases yeah. that they, they may not like. I used to joke, I said, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to Ralph's to hold office hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, so that was a satisfying yeah. part of it. Your... Was a, it was a great, op it was a great uh, experience. And then what prompted you to, uh, to run for uh, uh, county assessor? Well, you know, I, I was... Your predecessor had a problem, My right? predecessor actually spent time in jail. Um, I was, had just started working for the department when the drama began. And I was there as part of the reform team to help set things right under the interim administration. And uh, I invested a lot of time in trying to uh, make that department uh, work right. And so when the uh, election came up in 2014, I thought maybe I should uh, give it a shot to make certain we can continue those, uh, those improvements. And let's talk about public service for a moment and the, the idea of servant leadership. Uh, how do you view the role of a public servant? You know, I've always believed that public service is one of the highest callings, and I view myself, um, um, I view myself as an employee of the public. I am here. I, I need to know. You work for us. I work for you, and I tell people. I, I refer to myself when I give speeches as an employee of the public. I need to listen to you. I need to listen to what your priorities are and what's important. I need to share with you what I know so that we can make better informed decisions to inform decisions together. And I think that uh, public service is a, I enjoy the work, but it's also a bit of a sacrifice. You know, nobody in public service should be uh, uh, taking advantage of that position for their own benefit and enrichment um, because that's not what it's all about. It's about making the, the, our corner of the world a better place for the people that we represent. Well, I've noticed in the, in the scores of public officials, probably hundreds that we've interviewed on the show over the years, that you can divide them into basically two categories, those who are in it uh, to be somebody, right, and those that are in it to do something. You know, I, I am reminded of something all of our mothers said when we were kids. They said, uh, uh, "Don't don't worry about dessert dessert until you've eaten what's on your plate." And I think the best way for a public official to 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 be somebody is to do the job that they were elected to. You do your job well, the public will recognize you and reward you. It does not necessarily uh, promote yourself. Amen to that. Amen to that. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's. McCarty's yes. makes a moment. 
At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. We're back continuing our conversation with our county assessor, Jeffrey Prang. Uh, Jeff, you mentioned some of the uh, technical uh, upgrades that you've made uh, over the years. Uh, I know one of your concerns is the, the huge backlog, 40,000 cases of appeals that haven't yet been heard. Yeah, as, as we mentioned previously, if you don't like the value we placed on, if you disagree, you can appeal it. Um, however, starting with the recession um, uh, 10 years ago, the backlog has grown to about 40,000 cases. And this is a problem for me as well as for the public. Because if you appeal your taxes, you have to pay them first and then wait, wait for it to be reconciled. Let me, um, let me just ask, uh, when, when you're assessing uh, in, in the face of an economic downturn, right. don't you re reflect yes, that? Yes, we do. So we, if, your property, reduction? if your property's value falls beneath what you paid for it, we will lower your property to the to the new market level. And you don't need an appeal for that. You, you, we you do it automatically. The, but, but what? How, how, did, how did these 40,000 so cases? Because, a lot of because we do that through a mass appraisal technique, so it's a bit of a blunt instrument. So a lot of people said uh, filed appeals saying that our estimate was, uh, was inc incorrect. Not, not enough. It should have gone down further. And then the volumes, uh, a lot of people would uh, self-initiate appeals as well. The volume went up. There were some changes in policy as a result of the scandal involving my predecessor, which uh, also contributed to uh, to the appeals. Uh, I so, want, what would you want to do to fix the problem? I want to make certain that people get a fair opportunity to have their a fair and expedient opportunity to get their cases resolved. Um, one of the challenges I have is that almost half the people who file an appeal don't show up for their hearing day, and it takes about two and a half hours for us to prepare a case. We have to prepare it. If you don't show up, the work has been done. So I lose about $5 million a year preparing cases for no-shows. So we need a way to make sure that we don't prepare a case unless we know you're coming. How about a charge for your appeal that will be waived or returned after you appear? Other counties do that. Our county's been reluctant to do anything to inhibit yeah. access to the appeals sure. process, sure. but that is something I want to discuss. Okay. So. Uh, uh, in in your next term, should you be reelected, that would be one of the things. That's going to be that that is and will continue to be one of my highest priorities, along with the technology investment that we talked about earlier. Well, we thank you for your service to the county and uh, uh, before that to the city of West Hollywood, right. and uh, it, it's good to have good people in public office. Thank you very much. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on and. Uh, share a little bit about what we do at the assessor's office. You bet. And thank you at home for watching, and please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.